0: I'm Tracy, and I'm Lena, and we love healing children. In fact, we're the co-owners and founders of healing children, LLC. And this is our podcast, the bumpy road to healing, where we get real about what children need emotionally and how best to support them. We skip the fluff and get right to the heart of it. My name is Tracy Glover. Hi guys! Oh, uh, uh, well, hello, Francis. Uh, Can someone fix my hair? It's a
1: little Francis. Uh, you are
0: a little bit out of control. Well, thanks, thanks. Um, hey, hey, what are you guys doing? Um, well, we this... see this these cameras and this light? Okay, like, all right, all right, whoa, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's so cool. Oh, all right, Francis. All right, you know we're talking about typical development. Typical development. Yeah, and I think your mom has talked to you about this a little bit. Has um, she talked to you a little bit about this? Um, I mean, I'm not going playing Minecraft because I really like playing Minecraft. Did you guys see The Last mm, Thing I built? I yeah. built this castle and it was wild. Oh my Okay, God. so remember when your mom said you had to go play outside more with other kids? Yes. And why did she tell you that? Um, be- be- because um, sometimes I may be um, immature. Oh, you, you're you so close. Yeah, she feels like, you know, you're not playing with other kids enough. Oh. And because of that, you do things like interrupt people, you know, oh. and you, you may not always be the best about, like, taking turns with kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, like, listening to their ideas and stuff. Oh, um, well, I-, I can do that. We think so, too, and so does your mom. Yeah, my mom's pretty cool. Well, I mean, she... except for when she makes me turn my Minecraft off.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But we're just really worried. Well, there's nothing to worry about. But what's going to happen when you need to get along with people, Francis? Well,
0: yeah. um Okay, maybe I can try. Maybe I can try. Well, this is this is the idea. Is you need to get out and play with kids more, and you'll kind of learn how to give and take and. Negotiate with friends and listen and take turns. Well, what if and, they don't like me? Oh, uh, so, that's what you're worried about. Well, you know what? We're all worried about that, but you know what? Some kids are going to like you, some kids aren't, and it's going to be a learning experience that you have to go through to grow up. Okay. You can do this. Okay. You can handle this. I'm going to go outside right now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to our first podcast, Um, and we're going to be talking about development, which is actually a very important thing when it comes
1: to mental health. It's incredibly important, and we're super excited to have this discussion because we're often having to have this discussion at our schools, with teachers, and with parents.
0: And when we're conducting private therapy with parents, too. Mm -hmm. Like it is, I think the more I work as a school counselor, the more I realize development is a huge piece to mental health it is huge and we've kind of lost that we've gotten really busy um, diagnosing
1: every behavior that kids have that are not appropriate for their age Mm -hmm. Um, and when we don't understand what's like normal development and typical development and the different stages of development it's really hard to differentiate between is this a mental illness that Mm -hmm. we have going on or are we really looking at some immaturity and there's you know healthy boundaries need to be
0: put in place so the child can start to mature that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know what's going on until those boundaries are around the behavior. We have no idea if we have a mental mm-hmm. health issue. So let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the schools. Because okay. I, I, think, I think people don't always realize how you, know, you and I both started in education in 1999 mm-hmm. and we, we had behavior issues. We had some significant, some children that we worked with with some significant, significant mm-hmm. behavioral problems. But as we've been in the profession more and more and more and more, it has increased exponentially. Absolutely, like it's not uncommon to have a student come in who's got out of control behavior, and they they if they get told no by a teacher, um, or they're expected to complete their work. And we're not talking about work that they can't do. This is work that they can do, mm-hmm. or it's an expectation to follow a teacher direction. Um, we get things like the classroom gets torn apart. Yes,
1: screaming, yelling, hitting, kicking, spitting, throwing chairs. Um, Running, running away, hiding, you know, some of those behaviors that you might typically like an 18 month old might do some of those things. Like it's very common for an 18 month old. to think it's funny to run and hide Mm
0: -hmm. or to
1: throw temper tantrums if they don't get their way. We're starting to see that in much older children. And we're starting to see it more. Like when I first started, I'd have kindergarten teachers who, who might have one kid every couple of years. That was Mm -hmm. really tough. And now what I'm seeing in, in our, in our schools is they're having five or six per classroom yeah. of kids who their maturity and behavior
0: level is at such a lower level yeah than expected. And so what, what ends up happening is you know you have educators dealing with all of this and it's like oh my gosh, this kid must be really mentally ill. Mm-hmm. you know this kid I, I asked them to uh, do their math homework or I asked them to sit quietly and I have a, a death throne. Or I have a kid who's hiding under a chair and will not come out. Or rolling around on the floor. (laughs) Or running away. This kid must be really mentally ill. I've I've heard educators say that. But then when you look at the child's history, Mm -hmm. they were really never told no. And when you're never told no, or you're never giving a consequence for inappropriate behavior. Or unhealthy coping skills. Then you... You don't mature appropriately. Mm-hmm. So then behavior that you might've tried as a three-year-old, mm-hmm. because you're trying to learn the world around you, you think it's still appropriate to do as an eight-year-old. Uh-huh. And, and that's at a time at eight, at age eight, if you know normal development or typical development, uh-huh. you are able to sit in a desk. You're able to start,
1: learn. Start and finish tasks, manage frustration. And again, we don't expect kids at five to sit as long as we expect kids at three, at third grade. I mean, no. there's a difference in that. We give more breaks for younger kids, but there still is an ability to do age-appropriate behavior. And so one of the things that we talk about, and we're not going to go into detail in this podcast about what normal development is, but we want to give a little bit of information. And so one of the things we talk about is in infancy. Often there's that attachment cycle from foster client where an infant comes to us, they are helpless and hopeless. They cannot take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They have to have other people take care of them. And the way they show that need is they just show it through rage, arousal, displeasure. So they cry to get their Mm -hmm. need met. And that's perfectly normal for an infant to do that. They're supposed to do that Mm -hmm. because they have no other way. And as that need gets met, they start, there's things that they're learning in infancy that are really, really important to learn. Yeah. Um, but as that need gets met, they learn the world is safe. They can trust us. And then they can move to the second stage of development. Mm-hmm. However, what I see often is that crying in the first stage to get their way. Sometimes they, when they're supposed to be learning, because they're learning how to talk, they're learning how to walk, mm-hmm. they're learning that independence of how to dress themselves, how to do stuff. They still use the crying, to get their way versus using talking and learning how to wait mm-hmm. for things. And so what happens is those kids will get stuck at that developmental stage and not move to the next developmental stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think what happens is we'll kind of use, right, what, we, what worked before. Mm-hmm. So when we're a baby, we have to cry to get our needs met because our caregiver isn't going to know what to do because we can't talk. Uh-huh. Sometimes, you know, we're going to use that old way of doing things because we haven't learned the new way yet. Mm -hmm. We have to learn it. So then we become a toddler. And like you said, we can now talk. We can now walk. Mm -hmm. We can now do things. We're becoming more independent. We might try to use some of that old way of doing stuff. We might revert back because we're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out the world. And what we need is when we use old ways of getting like the job done of living life, We need consequences to those things when it's not appropriate so that we learn something new. And we use those new, more healthy ways yeah. and more mature ways. And so
1: we also know that if you look at like Eric, Erikson's stages of development, mm-hmm. there are some very specific stages. And again, we're not gonna go through all those in detail in our podcast, right. just knowing that it's important, but really kids can't skip stages. You no. have to go through them. And sometimes we get excited because maybe our teenager doesn't go through the teenage stages. Well, eventually they go back and redo the stages they skipped. And that's what we're learning as well. It's really important they go through those. Um, But it's really important that kids move through those. Mm -hmm. And so one of the reasons it's really important to understand typical development is then you understand, like we talked about, when it's not typical. Like this is not normal. This is not Mm -hmm. normal for a 10-year-old to be throwing temper tantrums at school. That is not normal. There might be other reasons for it. So one reason is We need to know what's typical to know what's not typical right but we also need to know like if we understand typical development and healthy development and how that progresses if we have a child acting at a much younger age we're able to kind of pinpoint where they're at emotionally Mm -hmm. and developmentally it gives us really good clues as to what kind of support that they need Mm -hmm. what kind of it's accountability and support that they need Mm -hmm. to mature through those stages Mm -hmm. that's another really good reason that we use it and we even found in our, in when we work with kids with severe behavior, a lot of times we'll see this behavior that we know is much younger behavior. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes something has happened at that age
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: caused them to be stuck. And usually we can pinpoint right where it is based on their behavior.
0: Based on their behavior and based on maybe the history from the parents.
1: Yes. Which we're really going to get into in our next podcast. We're going to talk about when development goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And we can really kind of talk about some of those things, which I yeah. think is great. But it is great to know. Um, really, if you understand development, it is so much easier to work with their school team or as a parent to know, okay, what does my child need at this stage? Yeah. Or you know what, they haven't matured through this. What is it that they need
0: right to get through that? Well, and I think it, it kind of the cue in a little is how are they behaving? Mm-hmm. Like if you're having significant behavioral issues mm-hmm. that as a parent or as an educator, it's looking at, do they need more boundaries around some of this behavior, and what do those boundaries look like? Mm-hmm. Because for every kid, it's a little different. Yes, um, it's kind of figuring out what is leverage for that child, mm-hmm. um, and then once those boundaries get put in place, if you're not seeing some maturity, and it, it may it may take a bit, yes. right? Because like as Foster clients said, it's you know if that behavior has been in place for years. It he takes says one month for every year that behavior has been in place. So it might take a bit for some kids. Mm-hmm. It's really fast. Like we worked with kids before where, you know, maybe they had a pretty supportive home life mm-hmm. and, but their behavior at school was not appropriate. Well, as soon as some of that, those boundaries were in place and there was maybe some counseling to help the kid understand themselves and the situation better, um, all of a sudden they do better. And it's, fairly quick. Yeah. We've
1: seen some really quick changes around when you really understand it from that developmental perspective and what they need. And sometimes it's experience, yeah. right? So, um, sometimes there it's it's understanding what kind of experience they need to mature. So, for from infancy to toddlers, mm-hmm. toddlers need experience doing things and feeling frustration and still working through it and knowing that they're okay that they can handle those emotions. Mm-hmm. And then then again they need boundaries with the no and how to not mm-hmm. get their way, right? But then even with teenagers, they need experience taking risks. Mm-hmm. They need experience. And you talk about the healthy risks, right? Mm-hmm. Asking
0: kids out, joining a friendship group. Uh, trying out for a sport. Trying out for a sport. Or a play or a cheerleading or whatever it is the child's mm-hmm. into. But it is it's reaching out to mm-hmm. peer groups that they're interested in. Yeah. So taking those healthy risks mm-hmm. is what we want them to do. And oftentimes
1: some of our teenagers aren't taking healthy risks. No, Or they're not social. Some of our our elementary kids are not socializing. They're spending a lot of time on video games. So they're not getting the social
0: experience that helps them mature. No. And so they act really immature, which also is a turnoff for people who are mature. Exactly. So it's, it is, it's, it's, it's understanding if you're seeing a significant behavior in a child, Mm -hmm. it's sometimes a lot more complicated than just like a, a depression a, diagnosis and ADHD diagnosis or an anxiety. There could be more going there on. There could be more
1: going on. And so, you know, as an educator or parent, again, another reason why we want to know, if we know what's typical, then we kind of know what they need at each stage to move forward. That's right. Yep. That's right. And so, um, so again, if you want to learn more about this, yeah, because I think this is a great topic to learn more about, I think it's incredibly important. We do have, Um, We have some online trainings that you can watch. We have some specifically Mm -hmm. on, let me just see what these ones are. We have them on our teachable.com courses. You can watch an online training. It's called Healing Discipline, Finding Joy in Working with Challenging Students. And we have a whole section in there about child development and what is typical, what is not typical, what is expected with conscious development, what is expected with moving through different stages of development and ages. And we go into detail on that. We also have a book called um, Healing Discipline, Bringing Hope to Shattered Lives, a for, guide for educators. You can find that on Amazon
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: as well as from our site as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really thinking about we want to meet children's needs. Mm-hmm. They have emotional needs. And when those needs are met, their mental health usually is going okay for the most part. Exactly. And we have in our future
1: podcast, we will be talking about what all those needs look like. Oh Hi goodness. again!
0: Hey, hey Francis. Francis. how are you? How was playing outside? It was awesome! Okay, okay. At first it wasn't so awesome because um, I was talking about Minecraft and I was telling them all about my mm-hmm. castle and mm-hmm. then they all ran away. And oh. that, that really hurt my feelings for a second and I got really sad. Yeah. Then I thought about what you said. And so I went and I found them by the swings And I sat quietly. Believe it or not, I sat quietly and I listened and I learned that Sam really likes to play with Nerf guns. And I thought, wow, that seems pretty cool. Yeah. That does it sounds like you learned a lot, Francis. So so what did you learn about like going outside and playing, you know? Because you were kind of scared that no one was gonna like you. Well people like me if i listen to them. That's right. And when, so it's kind of one of those things when we listen to other people and we reach out to them, they generally will want to hang out with us.
1: Wow, that's really cool.
0: I want to hang out with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so, okay. So let's talk about this a little bit, Frances, because I think sometimes people don't always understand maturity, right? So like before, when we started this whole thing, you were having a really hard time listening to other kids, yeah, and, and doing what they wanted to do, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I want to play Minecraft. I know, and so playing Minecraft all the time was kind of keeping you from having friends. Yeah, I guess I see mm-hmm. that now. And then when you went out and played, and you lost friends over not listening, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You learned how to be a better listener. I did, which helped you make more
1: friends. Yes, yes. hey,
0: there we mm-hmm. go. And so that is called maturity maturity I'm very mature (laughs) yes and if you keep
1: practicing that you will get more and more mature i want to be as mature as you are i know i'm very mature francis it might take a while
0: Mm, we'll see yeah you will get there you'll get there though i believe it you're gonna get there and you know what francis you're gonna do great things i know it that's right that's great okay
1: would you like to say goodbye to everybody on our podcast
0: bye everybody on the podcast (laughs) bye francis so if you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more you can go to our website at www.healingchildrenllc.org on our website you can read more about who we are you can look at our online trainings You can also look at our
1: blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most
0: new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in a variety of ways, such as liking us or following us on social media.
1: You can even hire us to come in. Or you exactly. could email us or call us. Exactly. Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area.
0: Yes, so let the healing begin. Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing is sponsored by Healing Children LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals which gives us a unique perspective on working with children, both in and out of the school setting, who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be
1: emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, we believe that children are more likely to grow
0: and prosper. When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, They can better create healing environments for children. To learn more about us and what we have to
1: offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.